Thank you, Chair. We are live and staff is ready when you are. Outstanding. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the October 27th, 2021 regular meeting of the City of Sacramento's Utilities Rate and Advisory Commission, also known as URAC. I will now call the meeting to order. Madam Clerk, would you please call the roll to establish a quorum? Yes, thank you, Chair. Commissioners, if you have not yet, please unmute and turn on your video. Commissioner Baring? Here. Commissioner Fidel? I'm here. Commissioner Gutowski is absent. Commissioner Lee? Here. Vice Chair Vander Wolf? Wolf, I'm, I apologize. It's okay, it's, it's a long last name. I'm here. <laughs> Thank you. And Chair Thomas? Present. Thank you. We have quorum. Outstanding. Uh, this meeting is as they have been for the past year, um, virtual via Zoom. Uh, for members of the public who wish to join, uh, please refer to the agenda for the Zoom link. Once you have joined the meeting, and if you wish to speak, uh, please raise your hand and to provide the public comment. And when the chair confirmed that the public comment speaking period um, for your desired item. Uh, if you're online, uh, please click the raise your hand button on your screen and we will call on you appropriately. And those of you on a mobile app, if the mobile app, um, in, the, in the mobile app, I should say, you can raise your hand by tapping the raise hand option um, in the more tab. Uh, if you're calling via telephone, uh, please raise your hand. The sequence is dial star nine, star nine. That's that little star thing on the side, star nine. Uh, that will then unmute the mute uh, dial star six. Uh, speakers will be called on um, by their last four digits of their phone number. You will have two minutes. I repeat, you will have two minutes once you are called on. Uh, the commission will now hear the consent calendar. Item one, consent calendar. Adam Clerk. Insofar as our last consent, uh, consent calendar is concerned, is there a motion? I move to, I move to uh, adopt the previous minutes. Second. It has been, uh, excuse me guys, I'm. Chair Thomas, this is the clerk's office. We have a motion by Commissioner Lee and a second by Commissioner Baring, and I can proceed with the roll call vote. Please do. Thank you. Members, please again turn on your cameras and unmute. Commissioner Baring? Yes. Commissioner Fidel? Yes. Commissioner Gutowski is absent. Commissioner Lee? Yes. Vice Chair Vanderwolf? Yes. And Chair Thomas? Um, I missed the last meeting, so I will abstain. Okay. Thank you. Motion passes 4 0 with Chair Thomas abstaining. Okay. Um, thank you so much, and, Madam Clerk. And Chair, it. for the record, there were no members of the public with their hands raised to make comment on this item. Okay, fantastic. Um, I don't take that any commissioners needed to speak on the um, on our last item, meeting the approval of the minutes. With that, 
Um, thank you so much. Let's proceed to the uh, to our calendar. Um, let's see item one. For some reason my notes are a little screwed this evening, but I'll take the uh, the blame for that because I seem to be a little bit out of order. Chair Thomas, the the next item is uh, item two on the discussion calendar, and that is the Department of Utilities Storm Drainage Rate Workshop number three. And thank God for the city clerk. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. Um, thank is there you, a presentation? Sarah. Yes, Chair uh, Thomas. This is Bill Busey, um, Director of the Department of Utilities. Um, I've got a short um, presentation, a PowerPoint presentation that we're going to run through. Before we do that, I wanna um, give a little bit of an update just for your information about the storm activity over the weekend, um, and then talk just a little bit about where we are with regard to the survey data that we are, um, our, our second survey, uh, and then I'll go through the, uh, the PowerPoint presentation. Um, as you all know, and probably most of you have heard, we had a, a historic storm um, over the weekend um, at our uh, one, at least one of our main Sacramento gauges. Uh, we received uh, 5.44 inches of rain in a in a 24-hour period. Um, that broke a long-standing uh, record since uh, 1888. Um, was the last time that we had uh, the the this this the rainfall amount for that uh, for that time was uh, 5.28 inches in a 24-hour storm or in a 24-hour period. So a very historic storm event. We we calculated the storm event uh, at um, about a 500-year event. Um, you may have heard other. Uh, estimates of what the storm event was, and it depends on, you know, the the hydraulic data that that you're that you're using. Um, um, the the hydrology that we've been using to design most of our facilities to date, and it and it may change, and it will change actually with storms like this, uh, puts this storm at a, a little over a 500-year storm. So very 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 significant storm. Um, we opened up our, um, our department operations center for emergency response uh, at noon on Saturday, and um, we're able to get some good preparation in. We went to 12-hour shifts, uh, which we often do for a storm event like this. Um, we had about um, 85 to 90 of our DOU personnel um, staffing each of the 12-hour shifts, uh, including about 70 staff in the field uh, and uh, uh, another um, 15 to 20 support staff uh, um, in, the, in the Department Operations Center. Um, our, our staff did a great job both in preparing for the storm and also in responding to the storm um, when it hit. Um, given the size and intensity of the storm, I was, to be honest with you, surprised at how well our, our, our drainage system functioned. Uh, 
Um, we did have significant street flooding, uh, but very little property flooding uh, that we're aware of. Um, we um, had the, you know, the combined system functioned pretty well. Um, we've made a lot of improvements to the combined system, including the, our most recent addition of the, the Kinley vault. And um, while we still have a lot of work to do in improving the system, uh, it functioned again, uh, candidly, it, it functioned better than I anticipated uh, that it would. Um, we still have, uh, so there was, th you know, three things that this storm highlighted um, for me. One is uh, the critical importance of our, of our storm drainage system and the critical importance of continuing to renew and improve uh, the capacity of our storm drainage system. Um, we, um, we also feel that, you know, it highlighted the importance of having uh, trained, you know, personnel. We prepare year round for events like this and um, our preparation you know, paid off uh, in that we were able to respond to this event uh, um, excellently, you know, from my perspective. Um, the other, you know, the, the storm did highlight some challenges in the system, uh, some of our aging infrastructure. We had several pump stations that had pumps go out. Luckily, there's quite a bit of redundancy and so it didn't hurt us too badly. We had some communication systems go down uh, that we're in the process of fixing. Um, it, it highlighted again um, the need to continually update and, you know, and improve our system. So it was a timely storm event given that we're going out you know, for a, a drainage rate adjustment, um, hopefully here in the next couple of months. Um, the next thing that I wanted to message is that we are still Waiting, we are waiting on the results of our second survey. Um, most of them are in. Um, we anticipate having most of the results from that survey by the end of this week. And so while I'm not able to report on that tonight, uh, we anticipate reporting on that uh, in um, to about two weeks on the ninth uh, when we have our next uh, uh, when we have our next meeting. So those are the introductory remarks that I wanted to make. Does anybody have any questions uh, uh, or, or comments about the, the storm event over the weekend? Questions or comments, members? Looks like you did an outstanding job, Bill. Thank you. Okay. I, wanted, um, so go I ahead. wanted to ask if you guys used McKinley Vault. S say that one more time. Uh, I wanted to ask if you guys used McKinley Vault. Yes, we did, and it filled up with 6 million gallons of water that would have otherwise been out on the streets. And while we did have some, some pretty good flooding out in that area, um, it started much later than it would have and ended much earlier. You know, the streets were clear much earlier than otherwise. And there was no, um, there was no property flooding uh, in that area, which I'm, I, 
I doubt would have been the case if we hadn't had the vault there. You didn't finish it a minute too soon. That's, that's exactly right. Literally, we had the ribbon cutting on that uh, about two weeks ago. So yeah, great, great timing. Tax dollars good at work, huh, Bill? Yes, yes. And there's still some details and some follow-up work that we need to do on that project that we'll do over the next couple of months. Um, the SCADA didn't work. <clears throat> and so we actually had to go out and uh, you know visually monitor the, the vault to make sure that it was filling and working properly, but it did. And as soon as the um, surcharge in the combined system went down, you know, after the about nine or 10 Sunday evening, we were able to start um, emptying the vault out into the system, which helped uh, the, you know, reduce the, the, uh, the flooding uh, in, that, in that area. So all in all, even though that storm vault was designed for a 10 year storm event, um, we had a, and it filled, you know, completely, we had a 500 year storm event and it was a great benefit to the area out there. Standing. All right, on to item two. Okay, let's go ahead and go on to the, the um, go through the PowerPoint presentation. Um, Tyler, go ahead, yeah. So today I'm gonna just, I'm basically going to go over some changes that we made to our rate um, structure proposal for the, uh, for the drainage uh, rate adjustment. Uh, based on the very important comments that we received last time by Commissioner Fidel, we made what I think are some very good adjustments to the multifamily rate um, to make them more fair and equitable and also to make sure that we're not penalizing um, uh, high density uh, multifamily um, development projects. Um, we're also going to, I'm going to go over um, another um, just quick, very quick report back of a comment that was made at the last um, uh, uh, works at, at the last meeting, um, recommending that we message, you know, the fact that we haven't had a rate adjustment since 1996 a little bit more officially and, and, and I'll, I'll go over that in, in a minute. We're also gonna go over just updates on where we are with outreach and then I'll, I'll go over the schedule uh, as, as we know it now. Again, the schedule is conditioned on the data that we're gonna get, the information that we're gonna get on the second survey. And if that comes back, it's, it's looking good so far, but we don't have final results. Uh, and if the, um, if the final results, um, continue uh, as they've started, uh, we will probably be recommending um, moving forward with the, you know, with the rate, with the adjustment and the, uh, and the ballot initiative. So let's, uh, let's move forward. Go ahead. So um, as we have messaged, the, the new fee has been broken into different customer classes. Um, based on uh, the, the county uh, property use data 
Um, each of the customer classes is assigned an impervious surface coefficient or ISC. These have been developed by the state and they're, you know, they're industry standards. Uh, they're not something that we developed, although um, luckily Sacramento was one of the communities that was used to develop this ISC um, by, you know, by the state. Uh, and then all rates um, are based on a uh, almost 2% per net square foot um, you know, per year. Uh, uh, the net square foot is the gross square footage times the ISC. And we'll go over that a couple of times throughout this uh, presentation. Go ahead. So if you remember before when we presented our previous um, structure had the single family uh, classification grouped into high, medium and low density, the multifamily was not. And the change that we've made um, based on uh, Commissioner Fidel's comments are that we have now uh, grouped the multifamily classification, residential classifications also into high, medium and low density. And you'll see what that looks like um, in a minute. Our non-residential is not changed. It is still classified by property type and by gross square footage times uh, the uh, impervious surface coefficient. Uh, which um, gives us our net square footage. And that's what we multiply the, uh, you know, uh, 1.95 cents per square foot per year. Next slide. So this shows the different um, non-residential property types. You see the list there, you know, agricultural, industrial, office, airport. And you see associated with each one of those is the um, impervious surface coefficient. And you see that they are, as you would expect, you know, agriculture has a very low uh, coefficient, meaning that uh, we don't expect that, that very much of the agricultural land would, you know, would be impervious. Um, and then up to the industrial, retail and commercial you know, which is mostly parking lots and buildings. And so we would expect the ISC coefficient in those classifications to be high, uh, which is a reflection of the fact that those um, classifications are mostly impervious. Um, just an example at the bottom there, a commercial building, which follows, falls in that third classification, the industrial retail commercial classification, uh, 53,000, a uh, gross square foot parcel, which is a little bit over an acre. Um, the proposed fee would be the, you know, the two cents per year times the 53,000 gross square foot area times the um, ISC coefficient of 0.86 would yield an annual fee of $900 and, a, and that would tr uh, translate to a $75 per month fee for this particular commercial property. Um, next slide. So you see here that um, the, the changes that we've made when we presented last at the last meeting, we had the, the previous multifamily structure um, of just one um, price per unit. 
and we have changed that. Now we have the three different classifications, the high density, where we're proposing to, to charge about 67 cents per unit per month. Um, the medium density, which is about the same as it was before, about $2.41 per unit. And the low density, which is a little bit more than it was at about $5.84 per unit. And you see that that last multifamily uh, low density uh, is pretty comparable to the single family rate of you know, our standard uh, one, uh, gross, uh, parcel gross area between one tenth of an acre and one quarter of an acre. Most of our um, single family residential uh, properties fall in that range. Um, and most of the multifamily fall in the medium density range. Um, and then we have the, uh, so. Um, next slide. Now we have some examples of, well, these are, these are actually how the coefficient or how the monthly rates were calculated um, on this. And this is a little bit busy. I'll walk you through it very quickly. Um, and I'll just use the single family uh, one uh, category, and then I'll go through one of the multifamily categories. Um, the single family one category is the gross parcels of less than a uh, less than a tenth of an acre. Um, the average square gross square foot for that class is uh, 2,878 square feet. Uh, the impervious surface coefficient for that class is 0.66. So the annual rate is, as you see at the end there, the average gross square footage times the ISC times the um, 0.01975. So you take the 2,878, you multiply it by the 0.66, you multiply that by the 0.019575 or 0.19975, and that gives you your annual rate for that classification of $37.52, uh, and then a monthly rate of $3.13. And the, you know, for the, for the other two single family uh, classifications, uh, the only thing that changes is the average gross square foot uh, for those uh, for those classifications. On the multifamily, um, for the high density, 50 plus units per acre, the average gross square foot per unit is 489 feet. Um, you take and multiply that by the uh, ISC of 0.84 and then times the 0.01975, and you get an annual rate of $8.10 per unit or 67 cents uh, per, um, per month, uh, $8.10 per year per unit or 67 cents per month. And then you see the rates there, the average um, gross square footage for the uh, multifamily medium density and then the uh, multifamily low density. 
And now we have a couple of examples that we're going to run through to just show you what this looks like. Um, we took a, a theoretical um, 10 unit um, K, uh, a, a, a multifamily residential property uh, and, and have three different scenarios. One where you've got 10 units on 0.15 of an acre, uh, yielding about 66.7 units per acre. Uh, again, under the new tier three, you're looking at um, $6.70 per month for that 10 unit uh, uh, um, uh, development or, or um, multifamily residential unit. And then on the medium density, um, suppose the 10 units was on a half acre parcel, that would yield 20 units per acre. And that would, uh, uh, on, the, on the new um, structure, that would be $24 uh, per month for the entire uh, par uh, project uh, compared to uh, before it was 2570. And also you see on that first high density uh, under the previous structure, that would have been $25 and 70 cents. That is reduced to $6 and 70 cents. And then with the low density, you've got the example would be 10 units on 1.5 acre parcel or about 6.7 units per acre. I'm yielding under the new proposal of $58.40 per month versus what would have been $25.7 uh, per, uh, per month. And now a couple of more specific examples, and these are real properties that we, um, well, so this, these are what those three look like. Uh, uh, to, the, to the right, you've got uh, the high density, uh, um, you know, 67 point, uh, 66.7 units per acre. This is looking down on the project. Um, and then the medium density, you see what that looks like with the, um, the 10 units in, a, in, a, in about a half an acre. And then you see on the low density, looking down from the roof, you see these, you know, pretty spread out, uh, 10 units on, a, on an acre and a half. And then a couple, three more examples. Uh, next slide. You've got a, a, an example in the city of Sacramento, 175 units on a third of an acre in Midtown. Uh, this translates to it's per acre. Um, under our new proposal, uh, they will be, uh, that will be $118 um, per month for the entire uh, project versus $449 uh, per month in the previous structure, um, a medium density example, uh, 14 units on a, on a third of an acre in Midtown, uh, which is about 42 units per acre. Under the new structure, we have that being, that unit would be paying about $33.67 per month uh, versus, and it's about the same as the, the previous structure of, of $35.96 per month. And then the last is a low density, um, two units on one acre uh, in the small, in the pocket area. Um, the, the new proposal would be $11.69 per month 
uh, for that duplex. And um, previously, it was, it was about $5.14 per month. So I think what this does is it, it favors high density um, uh, um, developments and has the low density pay a little bit more uh, appropriately so given the fact that their their runoff uh, is is going to be a, you know a little bit more per unit um, next slide and this is what these three developments look like you see the the high density on the on the left the medium density on the right and the low density um, on the uh, on uh, in the middle and then on the on the right is the low density. Next slide. So one of the comments that we got last week on the or last meeting was is that we should be messaging uh, the, you know the fact that we haven't had a rate increase since 1996. That's an important fact. And so we definitely are planning to communicate this in the verbiage on the 218 protest ballot as well as the information guide accompanying the ballot, you know, and the outreach materials. Next slide. Go ahead. Um, so we've been having a lot of meetings with um, a lot of key stakeholder groups, including business community leaders, um, commercial property owners, uh, multifamily residential representatives, uh, like HOAs and you know an uh, apartment complex, labor groups and environmental groups. Mostly, the feedback that we're getting from these groups is positive. Uh, you know, nobody is excited about a, a rate adjustment, uh, but uh, mostly the feedback that we're getting is everybody understands the need for this. Um, and again, most of the feedback is. Is, is positive or at least not negative. Um, go ahead, next slide. We, as, as soon as we make a final decision, probably in the next week, uh, based on the data that we're gonna get from, the, from these, our second survey results, we have started to plan for outreach to neighborhood associations and community groups and these are mostly going to take the time, the, the form of us, uh, at least six webinars that we have planned and that we will message and advertise. And the nice thing, of course, about the webinars is that we can reach a lot of different neighborhood associations um, and, and, and groups in a relatively short period of time and still receive uh, you know, get the, the message out and the information out and still receive input. Um, and while the input is probably a little bit, you know, clunkier than in in-person meetings, we still will be able to get that input and uh, respond, if not at that meeting, you know, after the meetings. And so we're looking forward to these, uh, these webinars that will be coming up mostly in the, in the month of December. Again, should we decide to move forward um, with the with the adjust, with the rate rate adjustment based on the survey results? Next slide. Next slide. Um, so you can see that we are now 
uh, on the schedule at the October 27th UREC meeting. Um, we have a November 9th water committee meeting uh, and I, I misspoke. So our next UREC meeting will be on the 17th. Uh, in between now and then we'll have a water committee meeting and we'll be presenting at the city council, you know, a system overview and how the Prop 218 system works for this uh, drainage rate adjustment. Um, our next UREC meeting will be on the 17th where we will present our fourth workshop, which will be uh, results from the survey number two. Um, and that will be a, you know, a go, no go, hopefully go um, meeting where we will highlight uh, our outreach schedule um, and, the, and the schedule for the rest of the, um, of the uh, storm drainage rate you know, adjustment process. Um, after that UREC meeting, um, where we will message uh, also the 218 protest mailer, uh, which we uh, anticipate sending out just a couple of days after that UREC meeting. Um, you remember this follows the same pattern as the um, um, solid waste rate adjustment where they had a workshop uh, informing the, the you commissioners about the protest mailer and then that protest mailer went out about a week later. We hope to be able to send it out um, sooner uh, within just a couple of days after, the, uh, after that URAC meeting. Next. And then in January, we have our final URAC meeting, which is the official rate hearing. Um, uh, that will be followed by a city council meeting in late uh, January or early February. Uh, where we will see seeking authorization to move forward with the ballot election from city council. Uh, if that is successful, we'll have the ballot election beginning in February, um, ending in March. And then we have to um, uh, compile the results of that election and hopefully get to city council for a rate adoption in April uh, of 2022. Um, it'll take some time to configure the, uh, our billing system, and then we would hope to have the uh, fee implemented on July 1st of 2022. Um, next slide. So that is my presentation. Uh, we have uh, myself and staff available for questions and comments. Well, thank you, Bill. Uh, Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to comment on this or ask questions about uh, the presentation? Chair Thomas, I have no members of the public with their hands raised to make comment on this item. Fantastic. And um, uh, along those lines, Chair, we did receive one comment from the public, uh, which we are in the process of responding to. Okay, fantastic. Thank you much. I see that my colleagues have their hands raised, so no need to ask. Um, I'll start with the vice chair, Vice Chair Vanderwerf. I thank you, Chair. Um, so I had two, I think, pretty quick questions. The first one was when you were talking about the exempt properties, could you remind me what those were? What, what an exempt property specifically is? The only exempt properties that we have are vacant parcels that are you know, that do not have impervious 
um, uh, surfaces. Okay, so like an empty like grass lot. Yes, or a dirt or an empty dirt lot. Yeah, cool. Um, and those, as soon as those are, you know, no, our system is such that we're notified when something is built on those lots um, by the county. And then we move to, you know, move those into our billing system so that they're no longer exempt. And then my second question is very easy. Uh, you're talking about the workshops. Will the commissioners be invited or allowed to attend any of those? Any of the... The ones you're doing with the... Um, oh, absolutely. Neighborhood yes. associations. Yes. Yeah, Great. you can... Uh, we, will, we will make sure to message the, the schedule once we get that finalized. And yeah, you're welcome. In fact, we'd love to have you um, Great. participate. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, if we could make sure and get an invite to all of the commissioners for each one. Um, certainly would like to be a part of that. Thank you. Commissioner Fidel. You're up, Megan. You're welcome. I think you're muted, Megan. Uh, still muted? Okay. You're good. You're yeah, good. No, you're fine now. Great. Um, yeah, I just want to say thank you for how responsive you were to this. Um, you immediately understood my concerns and um, reached out to me. We've discussed it back and forth. Um, and I greatly appreciate your changing the rates. I think it's a very appropriate change. And I think it's very in line with what the city of Sacramento wants to do with their housing density. I do have one still kind of technical um, point to make. Um, your staff sent me a diagram of um, multifamily housing density, a, a bar chart that I much appreciate. I kind of think the different, the distinction between tier two and tier three should happen at a different square footage based on that. Is that something I should, I should write up and send to you or do you wanna talk about it here? Um, I think it would be best, well, I'm, I'm open to talking about it here, but it'd probably be best to have a, an offline discussion. Okay. And I think what we can do is get our consultants to, uh, at you know, it, uh, online <laughs> with us, and okay. they can explain why they did what they did. Super. Uh, you know why they chose what they did, and and you can give some input. And I think yeah, we can have some discussion. Um, I want to take a minute to thank you for your comment because I think what we ended up with is a is just a much better um, rate structure, uh, you know, than what we had before. Much fairer. Um, so yeah, thank it's you. great. Thank you. Appreciate it. And I, what I'd like to do, we're going to need to do that pretty quickly because we need to get these rates finalized. And so um, I'm going to ask Tyler to work with you to try to schedule that in the next couple of days. Okay. Commissioner Lee. Hey, I wanted to um, thank you for uh, emphasizing that the rates haven't been <laughs> raised since 1996. I appreciate that. And I also had a question, which is um, when the voting happens, what does that look like? I mean, I know what voting for a candidate or for a government office or whatever looks like, but what does it look like for a, so a this rate will be increase? A, this, this will be, thanks for the question. This will be an issue specific ballot initiative where we will send ballots out uh, to each one of our customers. Uh, it'll be, you know, in the neighborhood of 140 or 150,000 
you know, ballots that we will mail out. Our customers then will take those ballots and fill them out and send them back in. Um, they'll, they'll either vote for the rate adjustment or, or against it. Um, in order for us, and then we will have to tabulate, you know, those when, uh, when they come in, there's a, there's a 45 day window. And basically the, so the, the, uh, the ballot, the, the window for returning the ballots is that 45 days. And once that 45 days is up, then we cut off the, you know, the, the, the election and we start tabulating uh, ballots and the, um, in order to be successful of, of the ballots that are returned, we need to have 50% plus one of those uh, vote for the, the, the rate adjustment. They, oh, sorry, do they, are you tracking by like house or, or account? Like, how do you? We, when we, we have, we have contact information for each one of our accounts. Yes. Uh, and then you make sure customers. that people didn't vote twice or something. Yes, yes, that will be part of the, um, and this will be just like a, you know, a, a, a very structured election results, you know, election vote counting, uh, where people who are trained to do this, you know, we have a consultant that's going to, you know, that's going to be doing this, and then the the results, I, I believe, are, are, you know, are verified by, by the clerk's office, uh, you know, ultimately. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Mr. Yeah, Barry. I won't, I won't oh, be counting the ballots. <laughs> Somebody who knows what they're doing is going to be doing that. I apologize for putting in there. Uh, Commissioner Baring, you're up. And then Thanks. Commissioner Vanderwerf. Um, yeah, question on the sort of the redesign of the multifamily um, storm drainage rate. So I, I appreciate the additional granularity and, you know, the kind of the discussion of some of the policy objectives that are, you know, in the city's interest to encourage, you know, more densely uh, packed housing. I guess the question is more in relation to, you know, the rate structure that we have to adhere to and the legal requirements we have is, do you see the the more granular structure is a better approximation of the cost of service to the different sizes of multifamily houses. Yes, and that's the beauty of it. Um, you know, if you if you look at the the um, the surface, you know, the the roof surfaces of those um, different uh, developments, you see that it's it's the rain that's coming off the the, the roof. And parking lots—that is what goes into our system. And if you've got a 10-story building with a, you know, a 2,000 square foot roof, or a, you know, a, say a 10,000 square foot roof, you know, and a uh, that you know that has 150 units in it, and then you have another structure that's two stories with the same roof area, but only you know 30 units you know, in it, then, you know, the runoff from both of those is going to be the same. And so the, you know, the price per unit should be less, you know, for the, you know, for the more dense uh, development, and it should be more for the, you know, for the less dense uh, development. 
And so, yes, I think it is a much more accurate um, um, representation of, and while it's not perfect, I mean, if we divided it up into 20 different, you know, categories, uh, we could be more, you know, more perfect, but we think, th you know, three is an industry standard and we think that it's, it's good uh, and, uh, and fair without getting into, you know, too, too, too much detail. Um, but yes, it's, it's a much better representation of a much fairer representation of what actually would be the, uh, you know, the runoff basically from those different developments and that spread out over, you know, a, a, a certain number of units. Thanks. Mr. Vanderwerf. Thank you. Sorry, I don't mean to keep having like a hundred new questions. No, no problem at all. It's just what our commission is for. That's, that's what you're for here. <laughs> so um, I was curious about the pie charts Megan was talking about because those sound very interesting. I'm not sure if there's a way for those to be made either public and or both shared with the commission um, just so that we have a better understanding of what's being looked at for the um, decision changes being made about the multifamily unit. I think they're really interesting and really great, but I, I would love to see more of that and understand it. So um, we will send those out to all of the commissioners tomorrow. Right. And if any, any of you are interested in joining us in that discussion with our with the, uh, Commissioner Fidel and the, and the uh, consultants, uh, we'd be happy to, to have you participate in that. I would be interested if you could add okay. me into that as long as we don't go around quorum, of course, but. Oh, and that's that's true. Yeah, we need to be careful about that, don't we? Yeah. Um, do uh, Mike Voss, are you are you with us? No. Was that a yes or no? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's on. He's on. Okay. Bill. Mike, do we have concerns about having? I guess if we're going to do something like that, we would. We would have to make sure that we have less than ha half of the commissioners participating. Um, right, that's generally true. So, uh, less than a quorum of the commissioners could participate. Um, although there there are exceptions where, if you're having an event with like a neighborhood association, um, the full amount, the whole commission could show up as long as they do not discuss commission business between themselves. So if we were to have um, commissioners Vanderwerf and Fidel uh, meet with us and our consultant, um, that would not be a violation of the, of the Brown Act? No, that's, that's less than a quorum. So that would be not a violation of the Brown Act. Okay. I just wasn't sure how many commissioners might want to meet. So I always want to check that. Um, and then my other two questions are specifically about um, the voting um, what, and maybe when you do a presentation on like if there's any more, maybe having more details about how the voting works. One of them is how are the votes weighed um, if it's a multifamily unit um, and it's one individual like having the power over that vote versus um, a single family home, how are those weighed against each other? And then I have a second one that has to do specifically with voting. Um, I'm and somebody correct me if, if, if I'm wrong on my staff, but it is it's one vote per property owner. Okay, so it doesn't um, matter yeah. if there's ten units or one unit. Yeah, they, and it doesn't matter whether it's a commercial uh, property owner or 
you know, large industrial property owner, uh, uh, it's, it's one vote per customer. Cool. And so then my next question is, is well, and th let me, let me just clarify that it's one vote per customer per service. Okay. You no. Know, so for instance, a, a commercial property could have multiple, um, services that are each metered and would each receive a, you know, a bill mm -hmm. from the, from the department of utilities. So each one of those, so it's like, it's like per bill. Okay. Per uh, bill. Yeah. So then my secondary question, and I, you've slightly answered it, but I still want to ask it is renters who would be indirectly impacted by any kind of rate train change. Um, what kind of voice do they get to have um, and knowledge are they being given about this possible rate change? Um, that's they my thought. Just they're, they're, indir they're indirectly going to be paying for it, even if it's included in their rent, it's going to cause their rent to go up. So I just was curious what kind of outreach and uh, voice do they get to have? So they would have to have voice through the, you know, through the property owner. Okay. Um, it's a good point. I'm not sure we've thought about outreaching to uh, renters. Um, I, we'll have to give that some consideration. I'm, I would I'm, really you know, appreciate one of the, Obviously, one of the things that we can do is invite them to the webinars and make sure that that's, um, you know, that we widely broadcast those uh, so that renters, I think that that's one of the things that we're going to have to do is make sure that we, as we as we advertise those, that it's it's broad enough that renters would get the message and and be able to attend if they want. I think that would be great. And um, if you could keep me informed on kind of what we're looking at and how we're going to make sure we reach out to those renters, because there are a huge portion of our city, uh, there's a lot of renters in large portions yeah. of it. So I think it's important they know um, what's going on and get to have a voice to this as well. Um, good point. Um, Tyler, can you make a note of that, please? That was my last question. Thank you. Okay. No problem. Any other questions from members? Outstanding questions, guys. You guys are on fire tonight. <laughs> uh, well, this particular item um, is, is a receive and file, so no votes required. Uh, the discussion was robust. It was outstanding, actually. And, Again, I want to thank uh, my commissioners, my team, um, for their questions. Uh, the next item um, is actually commission uh, commission comments, ideas, questions. Uh, we've had um, some some good discussion, and, and thank you, Bill, once again for uh, you and you and your team, your staff, uh, outstanding presentation. So, commissioners, is anything that you'd like to bring to the table, uh, which you'd like to bring up or speak on? Okay, thank you. Um, public comments, uh, matters not on the agenda. Madam Clerk, any members of the public who wish to speak on public comments? Adam's not, matters not on the agenda. Chair Thomas, I have no members of the public with their hands raised to make comments for matters not on the agenda tonight. Okay, outstanding. Um, well, with that, um, uh, before I adjourn, I just want to say that um, it is always my deepest gratitude to thank all of my all of my colleagues for serving. Um, you know, it's been a, a pretty tough time. We've not actually met in, in person for you know, more than a year, but it's good to see all of you. 
Um, glad that uh, everyone is still safe and sane. Um, oh, actually, Commissioner Fidel, yes, ma'am. I'm wondering if we know when we will meet in person again. Is there any talk about that? That's a good question. Um, I know that the city is not planning on doing any in-person meetings, uh, you know, council meetings uh, throughout the rest of the year. And I, I don't think that we've settled on um, a time frame for, because these commissions would start meeting in person when city council starts meeting in person. Um, and I don't think that we have a, a, a set schedule for that yet. Um, but let, let me make a note uh, on that to, you know, to hopefully address it at our, at our next meeting on the, on the 17th and see if there's, if there is something set uh, by the city at, at, at that time. Question, Megan? <laughs> uh, any other questions, commissioners? No more comments, seeing none. This does conclude the agenda for the evening, the 27 October 2021 regular meeting of the City of Sacramento Utilities Rate Advisory Commission, or better known as URAC, is now adjourned. Thank you, everyone, and I'll go see you at the next meeting. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>